Hey y'all, it's your girl Naisha Stone, and you're listening to the Carved in Stone podcast, where our positive news articles come to life. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to Carbon Stone Podcast, where our positive news articles come to life. I'm your host, Naisha Stone, and we're in season two of the CNS Podcast. Now, if you're new to Carbon Stone, we're a news company and marketing agency that focuses on only positivity. So on one end, we do positive news coverage through articles, video, and what you're listening, through, listening to right now is the CNS Podcast. On the other side, how we make money is through our marketing, so PR and providing other marketing services, all with the focus on positivity. Now we got all that through. Let's really get into why we're here today. I would like to introduce our guest, Christian McCarty, who is the founder and CEO of Legion, which is a full-service creative brand with management and publishing divisions. And so what's cool about him, he manages some really cool people and he's dope himself. And so one of his most known clients is Nigel Charles. Um, she's a songwriter and also artist herself. She's written for Beyonce, Chris Brown, Drake, all the little dope people. So I'm excited to see what it's like to be her manager and just be a manager overall. So, hey, Christian, how are you doing today? Hey, hey, hey I'm doing well. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you. I, like I said, I know you busy. So let's get right into it. Um, right. I was I was doing some research on you and one of your interviews from this year had caught my attention. Um, you discussed that you weren't necessarily trying to be a manager, um, but you got an internship with Atlantic. And so, right. I, so I'm interested in knowing more about that. Like a little synopsis of what I found out is that you, you were interning, you were in charge of the emails. You found someone to actually sign and sign them. And then it was like, all right, we want you to manage. Yeah, so that's spot on. You did your research. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's kind of how I fell into it. You know, if I'm being honest, originally, I wasn't even trying to get into management. Um, it's it's a it's a very uh, tedious, time consuming job at times. But at the same time, you know, I'm I'm thankful that I did get into it, even though it wasn't my original plan. And I, I'm blessed, and it's very rewarding, you know, as a whole. So, how was it? How was it managing for the first time? Like. What, what like what does it take to be a manager? And then did you have any experience before then? Uh, I mean, not really. I didn't see no real experience. I did some stuff while I was in college, but I can't really consider that real experience. Um, I think it just takes hustle. It takes trying to. It takes really at the end of the day figuring things out. That's why I always tell people in my team, people that are trying to get into it, is you got to figure it out. There's no one. When I wake up, there's nobody you know who tells me this is what you do today. You know, this is this is step one. So when you clock in, clock out, it's and it, it, I got to figure it out every single day. And that's how it's been since the beginning. Like thinking of my clients, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. I think of all that and just finding ways to um, to make things better on the weaknesses and and then also capitalize off of the strengths. So um, it's a hustle. It's, it's a constant game. We're just figuring it out, chasing it because you, you're never gonna know everything as a manager. You know, so. So, yeah, I love it. I don't think you're going to know everything ever. And I got the hustle. Yeah, home, so I'm glad yeah. you got the commission with hustling. Shout out to I mean, my fans. Always a hustle. Yeah, always a hustle. In uh, fact, I really am, like believe strongly on that. You're never going to know everything. And and unfortunately, some people think that they think they know everything. And that's when, you know, that's when I say they 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 lost. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go into something with an ego and think that, you know, everything like to me, that's like career suicide you know that means you can't grow you're not allowing yourself to grow you're hindering your own growth so big big on the you know on continuous pursuit of, of knowledge 
That's great. I was just talking about that with somebody earlier. Um, well, actually, last night, a journalist, uh, a known journalist had retired um, recently. Oh, actually, yesterday. And they're basically trying to keep me here in Milwaukee as a journalist. And um, it's all about, like you said, it's, you know, exactly what we're talking about. Um, but I want to get to a little bit off topic. I'm going on, I'm going on a whole other tangent. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I also in the interview, you're a team player. You say you want to make sure that everybody's um, opinion, is, that everyone knows that their opinion matters. Um, right. I think that's really dope. Um, so how does it feel or no, what does it take to ensure that everyone feels that their opinion matters? Because people say we do it all the time. I, I'm, I'm inclusive. I welcome everybody. And then you go into a room, you like, uh, can I speak? Right. right. I mean, I think it's, it's listening first and foremost. A lot of people don't listen. You know, they just look at, you know, what people want a lot of times when it's listening is also like not having ego yourself, you know, it goes back to ego. I'm really big on that. So uh, if you have an ego, you don't allow yourself to really listen to other people, you know, because you think that you know everything. And at the end of the day, the, you know, the theme today is you don't know everything and that's OK. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I bring in people who know, you know, may, may know more than me in a certain field. And, you know, we can bounce ideas, you know, but if I have you on my team, I value you. And that's that whether you're. You know the right hand or if you're you know an assistant or intern it doesn't really matter because a great idea from anybody so I, I think you know that's just listening and giving people the platform and people have ideas I don't you know may not be the best idea always but I'm never gonna like you know embarrass somebody with what they what they come up with because sometimes it takes those left ideas to get to where you're really trying to figure out you know what I mean you brought back, um, uh, we talked about internship. Well, that was one of my first questions that you just said, intern. And so that leads me to a question I had. Um, did you get paid for your internship for the Atlantic? Did you get paid? And the reason I'm asking, no, the only reason I'm asking is because I feel like a lot of people now only want to take on opportunities when there's a financial gain. How yeah. do you feel about taking on free opportunities? Um, and have you ever taken on a free opportunity that's really um, helped in your career? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was... Uh... I didn't, so I didn't get paid, you know, but, um, and then that extended out, like, you know, but I, I feel like the things that I did is what got me here. So at the time, you know, it got to one point I had like four jobs or something at once and none of them paid me. So I had, I was, the internship led to, you know, me being like a studio manager, not like I was a studio manager, but I wasn't getting paid for it. I was an assistant to one of the A&Rs there, wasn't getting paid for it. I was assistant for another A&R completely unrelated, wasn't getting paid for it. And then I was managing my client, um, you know, and, and then I eventually got my first job. But even that, you know, when I got my first job, I was going to pay a thousand dollars a month as an assistant. So and, and I did that for a year. You know, it was, it was definitely a hustle. But all those things meant something. And, and I learned a lot from it, like the studio manager position. I kept that for so long, even though I wasn't getting paid, because that meant I was able to control and know whoever was coming in the studio. You know, so I met somebody. So VPs, presidents, whatever, they would come into the studio. I would meet them. Artists would meet them. I'd be able to link them with my producer once I got a relationship. Or I can just book my own sessions, you know? Like, now I can say I was booking sessions on the low, you know, with other labels that I wasn't supposed to do. But that was strengthening my relationships. And that's kind of where I'm at. I think people don't, I don't know why. People don't really see that these days. They're looking for just that immediate satisfaction. And and and, and I get it because, shit, I mean, the time is hard right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. It's times are hard, you know? But at the same time, when you're in a field like this, any creative field, you know what I mean? Like an unorthodox field, you can't expect to go about it in an orthodox way. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's just, that's just kind of standard. Like, you, this isn't, you know, this isn't a, a factory. This isn't like, you know, you're working at T-Mobile where it's a very, you know, where I was where I came from before this, like where everything is very structured. You know, it's 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 very loose. It's very figuring it out. And 
And uh, you got to kind of get your hands a little muddy to take some chances. Like that's really what it's about. And I think that's kind of the first start because once you really get into it, you know, you have to take chances daily. Like as a manager, I can't just play it safe. You know, I'm not going to get as far as I need to get if I'm just playing it safe. So I like that's, that's, and it wasn't easy for sure. I don't want to even sugarcoat. It was not easy. I was going through it at times, but that allowed me to it put an acceleration on my career, you know, a lot further than anything else. All those things I was doing, hustling, that allowed me to meet a lot of people in a short amount of time. And, you know, anybody that knows me from back then will tell you that, like, they go to one event, one office, and then I'd be there doing whatever, and then they leave and go to the studio somewhere else, and then I'd be there already. You know, I'm, I'm just, I was I was bopping around, and but that's what, that's what I really truly feel like got me to where I am right now. I love to hear it. Um, I was just talking to my my old college and I was telling them, like, you got to take on opp- opportunities when they present themselves, even yeah. when you necessarily like pay financially or you're mm-hmm. not going to get the credit right away because you never know the person that you're going to meet on that other door. And they yeah. might help you in five years from now. You never yeah. know. Um, and so that brings me to my next question. How important, well, actually, is it, um, how important is it to be more than just talent? And what I mean by that, a lot of people are like, man, I'm good at writing. I'm a great journalist or I'm a great artist. But like, what other things does it take to be successful, whether it is a rapper, whether it is a writer? Like, what other skills do you need other than just talent? I mean, it's hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know a lot of people that are extremely talented but won't go anywhere just strictly because they have no hustle. They have no no drive. I think that's the number one thing, you know, hustle, but also drive. Like you have to really have, be self-motivated and, and want it, you know, and a lot of people to put it frank are are lazy, you know, when you're lazy, it's really hard to really get to where you need to go, you know? So I think that's a big thing. I think it's that, I think it's really the ability to want to learn because I feel like the people, the creatives that are really talented, but also want to understand business and maybe not to the extent that like a manager would know it, but just to know what they're doing, get a lot further because they can help structure things or opportunities and know how it is. And they're, they go into with that mindset. So, I, and I've seen that with my own clients, the ones that are really a bit more I- interested in it. Cause I, I'm very big on education as you can't, if you can't tell by now. So uh, all my clients, I give them the opportunity to learn. I try to go through things one by one, but the ones that really like lean into that always get a lot further, you know? Um, so yeah, I would say hustle and, and, you know, the pursuit of knowledge constantly, like not limiting yourself, especially to today when an artist isn't what it used to be. You're not just, you know, you're not solely just focused on singing and dancing. Now it's, they got the TikToks need to be, you know, you're not selling the music anymore. The music's a part of it. You're selling your brand. You're selling yourself, you know? So that's what I would say. I say hunger, motivation, dedication for sure. And do not give up. A lot of people, they do it, let's say, for a few months, a year, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, and work out. I ain't got enough views. But I heard something. I don't know if it's true or not. But they say it take at least 10 years for, like, one of your ideas to, like, really, like, really pop off, depending on the person. I'm almost yeah. at my seven-year mark. So, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely takes time, you know. And once it goes back to the last thing, so people just want things instantly. You know, they, you know, people feel entitled these days. They think they deserve this simply for being, you know, so things take time, you know, but with time comes rewards. That's, that's truly how if you, if you put in the time, like effectively, not just not just being there, if you really put in the time, there's no way you can lose. You know, that's, that's how I feel. And I do see a lot of people give up a bit too soon, you know, and, and you know, not saying that everything is meant for everybody, but you kind of have to have to be able to know that, engage that if you get in a good response on what you're doing 
you know, you keep going and keep pushing. And if you're not getting a good response, then either work harder or figure it out from there. You know, I always lean into work harder, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm a big believer in everything is up to us. You know, my destiny isn't set by anybody else other than myself and God. You know, that there's nothing, there's no one else, you know, that, that can dictate where I'm going next. You know, or anybody else, like if, I, and that goes both ways. If, if I lose, if I feel like, you know, we didn't have a successful year as a team, you know, I, I'm going to hold my team accountable, but before them, I'm going to hold myself accountable. So accountability. I don't know. I kind of want a little tangent side, but you, you know, you get the vibe. Yeah, as you should. I just accountability and free will, like you, free will. We have, we are here to do whatever we want. And if you choose uh-huh. not to do what you love, then that's your fault. If you choose not to work hard, that's your fault. But you know, right. you can accomplish what you want. Um, going back to what you actually do, what is, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? I'm pretty sure it's different every day. I know, but like, and even breaking down to how, how do you manage different artists? Like what does a day-to-day look like? And then you got to have like different management skills for different artists, right? Right, right. Because everybody's different. You know, I manage producers, writers and artists. So there's very, you know, a different world. But if I went through today, so, you know, where I'm at is three o'clock, right? So, um, you know, I woke up immediately, got on my emails, catching up emails, maybe from overnight or whatever it may have been or first thing in the morning. Cause I'm on the West coast, East coast may email me at, you know, 6am my time, you know, so I'm handling those things. And I had a call uh, at 11 with, um, with a publisher potential for one of my clients to do a partnership with them. And then I had my staff meeting. So my whole team at 12 and um, there's other calls in between, you know what I mean? I'm trying to figure out, I have another artist that's about to have a performance in a, in a few days of so figuring all the details for the performance and also trying to place records. It's, it's a very, you know, wide array of things, but a lot of it comes down to calls, meetings, and emails, like, and all those things figuring out. I got to just call people constantly, and, you know, and what's going on, what I got going on. This is what we need. This is what you need. This is what we can do for you. You know what I mean? I love that. Um, specifically focusing on artists, um, what does that mean? So does that mean like you setting up the meetings for them, you helping them get the checks or is it all of that? Like, what does it mean? Like what, is, like what the manager mean? <laughs> I mean, it's everything. It's, it's controlling what's coming in, you know, um, for the ones that are moving, controlling what's coming in, but also no matter what, you know, newer, newer, uh, more experienced, it's, it's creating opportunities. So that's, you know, that's the number one thing. We're constantly trying to find ways to create opportunities for our, our acts, our talent. Um, that's putting them with other artists or other producers, just getting the music right. Like, you know, I lead from very much a A&R creative perspective with the team. So it's getting the music to where it needs to be. It's making sure, um, you know, a show is going right. Performance is going right. It's, you know, making sure they have a brand deal or a partnership somewhere else. It's all the deals they have, making sure those are done really like managers wear all hats, you know, especially in the beginning until you can find somebody to bring in that role, you know, that can do it better than you. You know what I mean? So with a new act, I'm their tour manager, I'm their business manager, I'm their day-to-day manager, you know, I'm everything. I'm, you know, and then eventually they get people that specify in those roles once they hit a certain part to, you know, to, to do that. Since you manage so much stuff and you're kind of in control or managing other people's lives, how do you make sure you you good up here? Like, cause that's you oh, can take man. on a lot of stress from other people. So how how may how you make sure you good? I'm not gonna hold you. That that's a constant journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I feel like I'm getting I'm just now getting really up to a part where I'm being able to handle it better. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's always the journey to to get it to that point. Um, but on my end, you know, I do different things. Like I try to take some time for myself at the end of the day, even if it's 30 minutes or an hour, just to kind of unwind and let go of all the days. I mean, all the, uh, you know, thoughts or whatever else, because 
um, as you said, as a manager, our, our, you know, it's a very service type of job. You know, our job is to make sure that people's lives are the way they are, they need to be. So that, that's a lot of pressure, you know, and it's a lot of, a lot comes with that. So you can kind of take some of their issues or whatever they might have off of yourself at the end of the day. I have therapy, I have a therapist, you know, I'm really big into mental health as a whole, you know, I have no shame there. I feel like that helps. Um, you know, I try to find time to do things for myself, you know, when I can, I'm trying to get better at that. Cause it's, it's sometimes that can be difficult, but something simple, you know what I mean? Doing something for myself that just makes, you know, Christian happy. You know what I'm saying? So speaking of making yourself happy, you mentioned there was like, what advice would you give to like young people or something like that? And you was like, enjoy life. So how do you enjoy life? Oh man. <laughs> that's again, like, I, like I give the advice, but that's still a journey <laughs> if I'm being real with you. But, um, you know, I, I enjoy a lot. I mean, I I like to work hard, but I also like to play hard, you know, so I, it's not a very often thing. But when I go out, you know, I like to have, you know, a real a real blast. Um, you know, I try my best to, you know, be positive out each day, be thankful for it. Not always easy. You know what I'm saying? Given all the time. But that's definitely what I what I strive for. Um, and also seeing past the moment, you know, like that's something I've really focused on more recently, but seeing past the moment, because there's times on either side, right? You want to appreciate when, I'm, when I'm, I'm at good moments here, I definitely appreciate it. Right. But I'm also aware, which is important, but I'm also aware that everything in life is a moment. That's how I see, you know, so it's, it's dependent upon you on how long that moment is on either side. That's, that's just how I believe. So if it's a bad moment, I, like something bad's happening. I'm keeping in mind, or at least trying to, this is a moment. So this may last a day or it may last, you know, a month, but it's, it's part of that is up to me and how I handled that moment. You know, some things obviously are out of your control, but your response to it is your control. And if it's a good moment, I try to embrace that and accept it, but also know it's a moment. So don't get too cocky or don't get whatever else. Cause you know, some, some artists, for instance, their big moment is six months. And the other ones is, is, you know, 30 years, you know what I'm saying? With these legacy acts. So it's up to you though, on how long your moment is, you know what I mean? So once again, a little bit of a tangent, but I hope that answered the question. Oh no, you though. Cause my, my friends just gave me that advice. Cause I was like, how do you say you lose somebody or you're going through a breakup? I'm like, how do you get through that? He like, he literally just take it day by day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a great way. Cause today I might be happy, but tomorrow I might be sad, but I should just focus on how I'm feeling right, right now. A hundred percent. Cause when you start thinking about what tomorrow is like in that aspect, like, you know, that's you, you, I heard somebody say like, you suffer twice. You know what I mean? When you, when you start thinking about something that hasn't quite happened or you're just thinking, oh, this is everything is wrong right now. It's like you're suffering twice. Even if the moment is, is, you know, a bad moment, you're preparing yourself for, for more bad moments. And and I really believe you kind of, I believe in energy. And I feel like when you, when you do that, you're going to see that, you know what I'm saying? So I, I believe there's a lot to go in with faith. You know what I mean? Um, so so, yes, that's what I would say for sure. Nah, I love that. You said you hardly ever satisfied, which could be a good and bad thing. <laughs> right, and 100%. do you think that comes from you taking everything by a moment? Like, why are you, what do you think it is that doesn't satisfy you? Or, or do you ever think you would reach that satisfaction? Satisf- well, I can't even say the word. Satisfaction, <laughs> yeah. Satisfaction. Um, uh, I mean, I hope so. You know, like, I mean, there's definitely moments where I'm satisfied, but at the same time, like, you know, as I said, you know, I'm enjoying the moment, but but I'm also looking forward in the on the positive side, right? For for what can come, um, and also beyond that, just I don't know. Like I want to be the best. That's 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 what it boils down to. You know what I mean? Like 
that's really what I, I try to focus on. I don't want to be the best when I'm not the best, but I feel like my team isn't the best. I try to be honest with myself, right? If I feel like we're not, then, you know, then I, we got to go harder. That's where it's at. And if once we are the best, okay, how do we get even better? Like that, so it, that definitely pushes things forward and allows allows me to win a lot of ways. But on the other hand, you know, sometimes what I mentioned earlier, it's like I got to do better at, you know, enjoying the current moment that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Um. What is like your overall arching goal or do you have one? Like, it's like, what would be your best or your better? Or is it just like whenever I accomplish something, it's just moving up to the next level? I mean, it's pretty much moving to the next level, but definitely with the way I see view my team is, is um, or the goals for it would be something similar to like a rock nation where we have multiple branches and um, doing music, doing management, publishing, all those things, but also working in sports and filming TV. Like that's kind of where it is, you know, like, free reign that that's I think that's what I envision and and also like you know uh like I, I have a really I have a, like a desire to help people but I, I feel like in order to do that I mean anybody can help somebody right but I feel like the way that I want to do it and um in an impactful way personally is 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 I feel like I need a, I need a couple of things you know one is is financials you know what I mean like that's an important thing but you also need a, a certain uh um you know, pedestal, you know, a bit of notoriety. I think that that helps and, you know, in a great way. So um, it makes things easier, at least not to say it's impossible. If you don't have those things, there's some people out there who have done incredible things who, you know, didn't start with those things. Right. Uh, but for me, me, myself, I think that's when I'll be most satisfied when I, when I look back and feel like I really made a difference. And I feel like myself and my team will be remembered, you know what I mean? Beyond, you know, our, our own lives. Like that's, that to me, is is the goal more than anything else i love it um how did did your company did you start your company and then started signing artists or were you already like managing artists and then you decided hey i need i should just start my own like, how did that work yeah. out um so i had that first producer that you mentioned you know so and that so that whole thing as i said I, I wasn't really it was really hard for me people weren't hiring me i wasn't getting interviews like you know and even the jobs I was doing, they weren't paying me. So at that point, I decided, you know, when I got the producer, that I'll just make my own door. You know what I'm saying? And and so that, that's why I focused in on management. And that that allowed a lot of the opportunities to, to come because of that, which allowed me to focus in on that. It was, it was, a, it was a, you know, a domino effect, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I started out with one client and then I thought, okay, cool, I can really do this. So I started a company, Legion. And um, from there, we branched out and started getting more clients. Legion started in 2017, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, there so you, you go. gone those seven years too. Yeah, yeah. 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 September 2017. September so. mine was January 21st, uh, 2017. There you go. Got the exact date. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you what do you plan on doing to celebrate? Or you think you're gonna celebrate or you don't know yet? Not not just yet. You know, we got some more things to accomplish before we celebrate it. Mm -hmm. Um but we'll figure it out along the way. Like I said, we have little mini moments. So we have, you know, here and there we have a team outing or whatever else where I'll go out and I'll, you know, do something with, you know, so, but as a whole, it's a big celebration, you know, maybe at 10 years when we had a, you know, a, a lot, you know, a lot different, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. So how do you go about picking artists or like signing an artist or a client? Like what do they need to have within themselves or present to you for you to be like, yup, I want them on the team. I mean, first and foremost, it's the music, you know what I'm saying? Like music that, you know, for me personally, that I gravitate towards, you know, but also if my team, everybody's saying we love this artist, 
you know, and I'm not seeing it, that doesn't mean that we can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. Um, Cause I'm, I'm trusting them as well. But for me, you know, I, we have to be passionate, whether it's, you know, all of us or whether it's most of us, we have to be passionate. Cause I feel like that's, you know, you do a better job when you're passionate about it. You know, when it doesn't feel quite like a job, like you're really enjoying it. Right. I don't, I don't believe in signing somebody just because they have a big following, but the music is trash. I'm not, I'm not really into it. If I don't gravitate towards it, it just doesn't make sense. Right. Um, and then beyond that, it goes back to what you were saying earlier, like their hustle and like their mindset, like, like, you know, if, if you, if you really fire, but you know, your head's still in the streets and you ain't trying to change that, you know, then I, I don't got time for it. Cause at the end of that's going to just bring more issues for me. It's going to hold me up. It's going to, you know, I got to go back and forth with them. And it's like, you know, and if you come from that, that's, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you have to also like think beyond that, you know, and there's plenty of examples of, of, of artists that started there and, and really thought beyond that and didn't, didn't want to just sit there, you know? Um, and that's with anything, you know, or if they just lazy, cause like I said, there's plenty of artists that are talented, have great songs, but they, you know, they only have one song out or, you know, cause they're lazy, you know? So you got to have that hunger. And I usually, you know, kind of put that to the test. Like I try to work with them before we sign them and see how they respond to things. And if they respond really well and they hungry, they got that hunger, then cool. Let's, let's run it up. Have you ever been to Milwaukee? And do you know where no, I I have not been, but I have like a couple of friends out there. I have a, I have a, I have a couple of friends um in in um out there, but no, I have not been out there. I have not. The reason I'm asking is because um I really feel like within the last hmm, five to six years, the music mm-hmm. scene has really grown. You got to come to the city eventually and like see like the artists here. Um, it's, it's a black city, and we have like a lot of music. Um. One of my overall goals with, you know, my platform is like I'm able to get industry interviews and access and stuff like this. But a lot of our artists aren't. And so um, and we throwing shows like every every day. People are throwing shows even through the hard snow and snow. I think it's snowing literally like right now. I know it's cold out there. I'm going to have to come in the summertime. Please come in the summer. I do not suggest any other time. Any other, right? Day, right, right. We got the lakefront. It'd be hot. It'd be hot. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's probably like 70 degrees right now in L.A. So. You listen know. here, buddy. Listen yeah, here. Buddy. Uh, yeah, send, yeah. Some, send some of that. Send some yeah. of that to the to the to the Midwest. I got you. Um, but I just got a few more questions for you. Um, one being, what is a something you learned early on uh, within the music industry that has stuck with you to the, to this day? Whatever it could be, good or bad advice and experience you had, but what's something that stuck with you? That things aren't what they seem. <laughs> you know, I got in pretty early, and I realized you know, a lot of the industry is smoking mirrors and a lot of it is glorified on, you know, online, not to say I don't have a great time and I'm blessed to be in the career that I have, but it's just not, you know, whatever people think it is, it's not that, you know? So I think that's a big thing. And, um, also, you know, trying to take things too personal, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and have, don't have an ego. Like I've seen it so many times people coming here new people started with me that are no longer here are people that are new and come in, they get an A&R job or whatever label job, and they just think they're the big, you know, big man or big girl on campus. And then, you know, it goes downhill quickly. You know what I mean? So, and every day is different. Like I said, that that's a moment. So that same moment, they may not be there, there tomorrow. And then when that moment pass, you know, who's going to be around you? So if you were treating people poorly, you had an ego, you you know, you thought you were better than people, no one's going to want to work with you. You know what I'm saying? So I would say that and going into that also, it's like one of the biggest things is your name. You know, your reputation, you know, I, I hold I take pride in my reputation as something that, you know, 
is the most probably the most important thing outside of knowledge itself or like a, a a manager shooting sometimes it's more important than knowledge there's a lot of managers that don't be knowing that much if i'm real with you but you know they have a lot of great relationships and they have people around them that know more you know that allows them to do that you know so um relationships are a really important thing for sure i was just about to say you dive a little bit deeper into that because for me personally, I feel like relationships has gotten me so far. If you look on Carbon Stone, we only got like 2,000 followers, but uh-huh. here I am interviewing you. Here we are interviewing people from um, Destiny Child. Like, how important is it for people to build and keep relationships and genuine relationships at that? I mean, it's extremely important. You know, that's how I operate, you know, day to day, you know, like I, like there's people that I started out with that we're still cool and they're doing because first of all, I think you touched on this earlier. You don't know what people gonna be tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So there's people that I started out as interns that are running departments now or, you know, or we, you know, we do business with together. You know, there's people, you know, I have, a, I have an old assistant that I do business with now, you know, with more of a peer, which is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like you never there's people that I've seen before that are other people's assistants, they're intern too. There's people that I interned for in the past, you know what I mean? Or I was maybe not intern, but I was lower level than another person. They come to the studio that I'm now at a higher level, you know? So it's the relationships are really important. You want to keep good relationships. And um, also that's just how you get things done. Cause a lot of this industry is favors. A lot of it is, you know, it, so you, you need those people, you know what I'm saying? You need those connections. You got to meet somebody. You got to get deals done. People have to like you. That's one of the most important things. About, like, if people don't like you, they're not going to work with you. You know, so I don't know. I think relationships is is top two most important things and probably not two. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, number is actually number one. And I think yeah. we mess up so much is because we stop at social media. It's like, OK, because I like their posts yeah. that we're doing this relationship. But people are so scared to actually DM a person, actually call a person, yeah. email a person, actually have a conversation. Like they, they can go so much further if we just sat down and just. Hey, what you want from me? What I want from you? Instead yeah. of like this little fake stuff that we always be doing. Yeah, just just real conversations. It, it lasts a lot longer because people, especially with them been doing it for a while, they can see the transactional conversations. They can see that people aren't really here for you know um, anything. You know what I'm saying? Or that they they fake. Because a lot of there's a lot of like I said, smoke and mirrors in L.A. or in Hollywood. Uh, but the other day, I had a meeting with another with a like a. A lady um, that, you know, runs a publishing company out here at, at a high level. And, um, you know, we sat down, spoke for two and a half hours, you know what I'm saying, just about life and music. And we didn't really even talk so much about our own personal things. But I guarantee you, if I go to her something now that she's going to be wanting to do it just because we, we connected on that level. And, um, you know, so. And and as you go on like that, your net, that's your network. It builds bigger and bigger, you know, so. When, if I have a good relationship with somebody, when I call them, they answer the phone. You know what I'm saying? That's because the relationship is there. And if they can't answer, they're going to hit me back, you know? Um, but if not, it's like they don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I spoke to this person four years ago. I heard from them since. You know, I don't really care to hit them back, you know? So that, that's how you get things done. Yes. Genuine relationships. Y'all get nothing from this podcast. Genuine. Right, right. <laughs> but you should get a lot from it. Um, we got a few more minutes left. If y'all don't know, we don't pay for Zoom. So we always be like on a time limit. Uh, <laughs> I let it be honest with my audience. Um, I sometimes ask this question, but my company, we uh, we cover positive news. Um, as you know, as a black person, a lot of people don't tend to cover us uh, in the best light. Um how important is it for us as not even just the black community, but black and brown and just people of color to begin to tell our own um, our own stories in the ways that we want to, whether it is through music or through an article, through a video interview. But I think now with the world, how we're in, we have to begin to start doing a little bit more storytelling. 
I mean, I think it's extremely important. I mean, first and foremost, you know, I say black people, it's like we're a culture, you know what I'm saying? I feel like honestly, the rest, you know, if you start with black Americans even, right? Like really black people in general, but let's say we start with black Americans, like in the entertainment field, like everybody follows in the fashion, all those things, they follow us and they build off even looks, you know what I'm saying? Like they follow us. And then from there, other countries are following America. So it is, it just like, at least in the entertainment world. Right. So it just, we, we run, we are the culture at the end of the day. Um, so, and because of that, you know, for one reason or another, I feel like over time people have really been telling our narrative, even despite us bringing the culture, they try to tell our stories for us. And that's when a lot of things are, you know, are misleading or are just flat out wrong. So I think it's, you know, it's important that we tell our own stories and that we really take a, a bit of control over that, you know what I'm saying? Versus letting the narrative be shifted in a way that it's not because, you know, a lot of the things that I'm hearing about, you know, or that I see on social media or whatever else just isn't necessarily true. It's just not how it's not my experience, not you know anybody else's experience and um, that, that I'm close with or whatever else. So it's like, you know, it's important for us to tell our stories and, and, and share the, the positivity that we're doing and really let people know and showcase, you know, like not only are we, you know, we are the culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't forget you got, you know, you got that from us. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's extremely important. You document it all. Documented, oh, I love it. Well, how I usually end all of my interviews, whether it's video, article, podcast, when people re-listen to this or whether they watch it, what do you want them to get from this interview? Man, that's a good one. Um, I think I want them to get, I want them to get um, hustle. I, I think that's, I think that's kind of the, the theme, hustle and education. Those two things, like things aren't always going to be you know, cake. It's not always going to be that simple. But if you are hustling and you're working hard and you you you're you're being creative in the way that you think, you're going to get a lot further. And then if you educate yourself simultaneously, so you have like the hustle. I feel like is kind of like a bit of the street smarts. You know what I'm saying? Like knowing how to talk to people, knowing how to get into a room that may you know the door may be closed. Or how do I find another door? How do I you know go go through the window? Whatever I gotta do to figure this out. Like that's hustle to me. You know what I'm saying? And not just accepting no for an answer. Um, and then the education is that part is once you're in the room, that's how you make the best of that situation. You know what I mean? Like I'm in the room. I don't, I don't hustle my way into this space into this opportunity, but now I'm educated, so I'm prepared. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's really what it is. You know, like I, I have a, like a saying, like, well, it's not my saying, but you know, they, they say when, you know, when you take, you know, you, you take prepared, prepared, being prepared for something and you take, you know, hard work, they're, they're, they're going to call it luck. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's just not, not, not what it is. You know what I mean? And if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So it's those two things, hustle and education going to get you to where you need to go every single time. You know, people sometimes only have one or the other. You know, but that's why that's what I'm saying. Hustle and education, my people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, that is Carving a Stone podcast. Um, again, we are at season two. Um, please, um, every episode, every Tuesday, we'll be releasing a new episode for the next few months. So make sure y'all tune in on any platform that y'all listen to podcasts on, and we'll be uploading this to YouTube eventually. Don't be waiting on us because y'all be waiting a little minute. Um, remember, this is the Carbon Stone Podcast where our positive news articles come to life. I'm Naisha Stone. And remember, in the end, everything will be carved in stone. I love that. In the end, everything will be carved in stone. <laughs>